No, don't. No, I want to press a button. Don't disturb them. Steve, they had a very busy day yesterday, and it's worn the poor little bunnies out. So a quiet welcome to Staggering Stories number one six No, it can't be a weekday. Someone change, Keith. Welcome, welcome, one and all, to Staggering Stories Podcast 166. I'm Jean. I'm Adam. I'm Master Man. And I am merely Keith at the moment. Yes, merely we're, Keith. we're two down, aren't we? Yes, yes Crumbly's off having a bath. Or is, yep. it, is it? No, he's in bath. He's in bath. He's in, yes. he's, he's in a bath. <laughs> done, yeah, yeah. done his annual pilgrimage to a big bath. Annual bath. Yes, yep. he, he wasn't specific, but we well, guess he needed a wash. Yes, I think he was. And Karen's being gooey over kittens that she's uploading onto Facebook yes. and things. Yes. <laughs> just, just us this time. Both important things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, over to El Presidente with the news. Woo! Yay! <laughs> Batman! New caped crusader to be played by an American. What? I know, it's weird, isn't it? You know, it's an American character and they're actually playing an American. (laughs) You'd never get that with a British (laughs) (laughs) programme. All the problem we had anyone who other than British play the Doctor. Anyway, in a surprise move, filmmaker Zack Snyder has announced that the new Batman... Is he any relation to Davos's mate? (laughs) (laughs) Neither. Maybe. Yes. That the new Batman will be played not by a Brit, but by an American, Ben Affleck. Mm. I think I might have heard of him. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he do something else at some point? Yep. Somewhere? He's, somehow? Yeah, he's, Somebody. He's horsey. Done, he's horsey done thing. one or two things, yeah. Horsey thing, eh? Yeah, Argo, oh, horsey yeah. thing. Right, yeah, yeah. This goes against the current Hollywood trend of casting major superheroes with British actors putting on phony American accents, such as Henry Cavell's Superman, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, Aaron Taylor-Johnson's Kick-Ass and Christian Bale's former Batman. Ben Affleck will appear as Batman and presumably, but not necessarily, Bruce Wayne, in the summer 2015 Man of Steel sequel opposite Cavell Superman. Likely he will also get his own film series soon after, almost certainly after rebooting the franchise rather than carrying on from Christopher Nolan's revered trilogy. Affleck's casting has immediately caused quite a stir, with many people thinking back to his 2003 turn as superhero Daredevil in the much maligned film of the same name. Others have pointed to his recent Oscar-winning film Argo, in which he both acted and directed. Director Zack Snyder said of Aslick's casting, He has the acting chops to create a layered portrayal of a man who is older and wiser than Clark Kent and bears the scars of a seasoned crime fighter, but retains the charm that the world sees in billionaire Bruce Wayne. 
I can't wait to work with him. Yeah, interesting casting. Yeah. Mm. Most people, he played Daredevil. Ah, and that and was se- rubbish. Yeah, yeah, and seemed to be forgetting Argo, which was acclaimed, Oscar-winning yes. and, and held, and, and was, wasn't a reasonable film. It was a very good film. Exactly. So we'll, we'll wait and see. Keep, keep your we'll mind see. open. Yeah, yeah. 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 Initial comments I've seen weren't too positive. Unfortunately. No, no, for the most part, no. Yeah. But it does beg the question, is Matt Dillon going to play Robin? <laughs> Damon. Damon. Damon, sorry, Dillon. Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> I, I think of Dillon, the the, the bunny, myself. But. I, okay, find, yeah. I find it quite weird that in Britain there was this big fear and terror that they might cast an American actor <laughs> with an English accent to play Doctor Who and it was the end of the world. And then you realise how many American lead characters have been played by Brits. And yeah. there's no one going, oh, this is... <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> this is the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, there aren't that many American actors who have put on a convincing British accent. No, there's, there's only one or two. Yeah. yeah. Whereas we seem to be able to do it better. I don't know what. <laughs> it's more Perry. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay, yeah, Nicola Bryant. <laughs> at the beginning of her uh, tenure was very ropey. Um. <laughs> I think also I think one of the reasons might be not quite received pronunciation, but although America has lots and lots of different accents, yeah, there there is a kind of almost standard film American yeah. accent that yeah. a lot of Americans seem to put on that mm. isn't reached. It's almost the received pronunciation yeah. version yeah. of American. Yeah, the received pronunciation of English isn't English that anyone ever speaks anymore. No, no. it's the BBC it's type. The Queen's Cut English, and yes. everything is dialect. And I think it's much harder to to get a convincing dialect yeah. than it is to get a received pronunciation version. And then the problem is with English, everyone would look at you and go, Hey, hey what? <laughs> it's a bit of a put on, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> a topping comment there, Jean. <laughs> Next. UK's Channel 4 on TV sci-fi buying binge. <laughs> Those of us in the UK are hoping to see Joss Whedon's new Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series without either having to wait an age or pay RuPaul. Uh, Ru no, you oh, was right the no. first time. Was right the first you time. was right the first time. <laughs> yeah. We haven't slept, everybody. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch are in luck. Our very own Channel 4 has secured the UK screening rights and according to their press release, the series will premiere in autumn, soon after its launch on the ABC network in US. Ooh! Mm-hmm. Other recent Channel 4 acquisitions include the US remake of classically camp British... Oh, yes! Sorry. Oh, no. yeah. Classically camp British children's TV series. If it hasn't got Mike Holloway in it, I'm not watching it. <laughs> the Tomorrow People. The post-apocalyptic survival series. The Hundred and the non-sci-fi political action adventure kidnap drama hostages. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't make up their minds. They yeah. Yeah, pretty much put a bit of sci-fi in there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bit of Colin Baker. Maybe. A bit of Peter Davison in his underwear. Who knows? <laughs> Uh, sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Towards the end of 2013, we will also get the final eight episodes of the homegrown Young Offenders with Superpowers E4 series, Misfits. And there's mm. a good reason why it's the final series. My health centre is next door to where they film, and it's virtually all now pulled down <laughs> completely. There is a hole in the ground there's where a, the a, part of Thamesmead used to be. You're saying there's a little continuity error. There will be a slight problem in trying to film there again. They could do a torture with Children of Earth and just blow it up why not (laughs) in the meantime the BBC will give us just two new episodes (laughs) 
Oh, and the 13 episodes of Merlin Replacement Atlantis. Yes, I yeah. mean, we're going to have such a clutch of Doctor Who to yeah. celebrate this 50th anniversary year. We won't move for it, will we? Woo. Yeah. Two episodes. Uh, two episodes. What is that, 90 minutes? Two hours? And uh, we had four hours of it yesterday. So <laughs> yeah. we, we basically had our feel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is it. Are there any addendums? Oh, I have an addendum. Of yes, it's hanging it out, actually. Better oh, deal with that thought, quickly. I thought, thought I had the uh, holes of my uniform replaced since then. <laughs> Gilbert Taylor. Dead. Dead. <gasps> I, unfortunately, one of the last greatest film cinematographers who transformed science fiction with his work on Star Wars and other films has died aged 99. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Good innings. Well, if only he could just have held on. Held yeah, on a couple months. of months and he would have made a hundred. You know, no yeah. staying power, some of these people. No, <laughs> no. Do you think we could uh, maybe animate him until then? You never know. And also, I would like to draw people's attention to the webpage io9, which I believe you shall put the um, link up in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But... There are. They have six photographs of Matt Smith as he was being test fitted for the Eleventh Doctor costume. Oh, so it's different, yeah, different potential doctors or different potential look Outfits, for the Eleventh yeah, Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Remember Moffat, last toffee. And then saying lots of those photos that you could tell that Matt Smith really wasn't happy. Yeah. <laughs> Look, looking at them now, the, first, the there's a vaguely pirate one and he looks severely pissed off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's as bad as blacking yeah. up Patrick Troughton. Yeah, it's Patrick Troughton. <laughs> yeah, one of his uh, initial yeah. uh, costumes, wasn't it? He was all blacked up with a yeah. wig and I think it was. Annika Wills. Yeah, blacked up said, as in blackface. As, as, as yeah. in I'm afraid of, yeah, so. Yeah, sort of. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, and um, luckily, the, the staff just, and Annika no. Wills just went, no, absolutely not. Just comb his hair forward. There's a Beatle hairstyle. Yeah. Be a bit more modern. Get that makeup off. There's there's a big. Ow. He's wearing a shirt and tie here rather than the bow tie. Yeah. And there's a, a big frock coat style thing that he eventually wore at the end of. Series um, six, yeah, closing hours, and the green yeah. one, yeah, yeah. I yeah. rather so like that that, that, re- that resurfaced. So it's evolved into that, yeah. Bigger hair in that picture, yes, yes. Before the haircut, <laughs> yeah. He had bigger hair in season five, and did in he, oh, yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, but as I said, there's a certain interesting expression on a couple of his faces on a few of them, <laughs> and we do have. The final shot is him with the shirt, the bow tie, and the braces with the tweed jacket over his shoulder. Because yeah. all those and things are cool. The shirt as well, isn't it? Yes, the it shirt. is the shirt, not yeah. not uh, just a bog standard. So yeah, that, <laughs> and that, it, that's the one he looks most relaxed yes. in the pictures. Yeah. That's the one I think he wanted to wear all along, but yeah. he didn't want it. Yeah, they, so they saw the pictures. Oh, we better make sure he's happy. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, he, he just He does. It is various in various levels of unhappiness. Like I said, there's a pirate ensemble there, which he's very annoyed with. Shall we say not? Happy at all. Yeah. As I think he said himself, some of his costumes look like some of his idea what the doctor would wear, not what he would wear. Yeah. But again, yes, unfortunately, um, poor Colin Baker fell foul of that, didn't yes. he? Yes. Yeah. Well, as I said, there was a, a discussion. I think David Tennant had a long discussion about what he wanted mm. with um, Russell yeah. T, and they came to a compromise. Because Colin Baker wanted a very specific costume. He wanted. He saw it many years later being worn by Paul McGann, <laughs> yeah. who stepped out of the tardis. He, he wanted yeah. a very sort of a dark sombre yeah and JNT and JNT I'm going to do the exact opposite no we want a schizoid doctor so we'll go for a schizoid costume let him off a Hawaiian shirt many disservices oh yeah yeah before he even started yeah Yeah. any more addendums um I I think I'm addendum so that's ended the news yes 
gentlemen, please be upstanding for Judge Asdaman. I'd like to present you El Presidente, who will be presenting the defence mm. for the Doctor Who series programme Earthshock, and the real Keith, who will be presenting the prosecution against the aforementioned Earthshock. My lord. And I have to say, as a totally unbiased usher, anything that kills off Adric is worth it in my heart. <laughs> anyway, with that unbiased opinion... I pass to our worthy judge, Your Honour. Good afternoon, everybody. Please be seated. I want this to be a good, clean fight. <laughs> right then. Um, may I approach the bench? For, for what purpose? Um, Is it bribes? Uh, no, no, free no. Sit down. <laughs> I call upon the prosecution. OK, um, my lord. Uh, first, I wish to apologise. Uh, my defence is slightly shaky because I was informed that it would be that heinous heinous crime of uh, Caves of Androzani, and I had a wonderful, wonderful prosecution against it, but unfortunately the court case got changed at the last minute, so I'm going to have to do Earthshock, so I do apologise. Understandable. Accepted excuse. Again, we come back to the multiple crimes of the Cybermen. Uh, Again, we have gone one stage further from the classic fetish costume and we are now in the water piped cooling costume why they need to be called i have no idea of the most heinous crimes i have to level against this tawdry little program janet fielding's hair i mean my god what the hell was she thinking with that hair it's all bouncy and springy and terrible absolutely she i i need as a piece of evidence i merely enter into janet fielding's own testimony on the commentary of Earthshock. they spend over half the series talking about hair i mean what is this fixation about their hair Another prime complaint of this is the production hand wandering around in the background of the set reading the script, on, actually televised on the, on the show. You can actually see her wandering around, flicking the... I mean, what was security for them? Why, why, why did this, this happen? I mean, it's a travesty. The, the highest escalade trade program of the series at the time and they have this production assistant wandering around flicking her pages willy-nilly i think you'll find that uh, that was a crew member on the ship (laughs) (laughs) while the cybermen are walking up the stairs she was a little confused (laughs) yes (laughs) who are they Uh, take through my uh, little book here no i don't see them on the uh, manifesto are they yeah checking out the silos probably okay and and the last piece of evidence i have to point to you the two cybermen sharing a joke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what were they doing? Were, the, were they discussing the parameters of the latest cybernetic upgrade for your left hip? Because mine is slightly painful. <laughs> I mean, please, these are, are robotic androids that are defending and on guard. They don't discuss things that would, you would have down the pub. Why not? They're still human underneath all that, or their brains are anyway. A little conversation, it stops the monotony of being on guard. I, no, I have to agree, with, the, with these these multiple travesties at our disposal, we should de- consign Earthshock to the lowest pit, an oubliette, so we can forget about it. Hmm. Oubliette, eh? Mm. Mm. Right, and yeah. defence. 
Start off with the hair. Tegan's hair. It was space hair. <laughs> it was no better or worse than uh, Barbara's hair back in the day. The reflection, <laughs> some 20 years later, of the origins of this fine programme. <laughs> You're saying that in the 80s, Janet Fielding's hair was acceptable. Acceptable and something of a throwback to the 60s. It was retro and a bit alive. <laughs> <laughs> it was alive. It was solid. You could break walls with it. <laughs> Indeed. Just to deflect any laser beams that hit it. <laughs> Shame we didn't see that in the actual series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if she'd been on that freight at the end, she would have survived. <laughs> <laughs> Just sheer will, I think she would have survived. <laughs> As for the Cybermen, the modernised Cybermen, I think they were Cybermen for a new age, Cybermen for the 80s. They're a little bit disco, but they're not too bad. But more than anything, and baggy. they were no longer the robotic, mindless creatures. They weren't just androids. They were creatures stuck within this, this new body. But not quite so alive as the previous Cybermen from Revenge, who were positively camp. <laughs> Hand on hip, Cyberman. Yeah, no, that arms akimbo stuff for these Cybermen. <laughs> they had their robotic side, yet they had their human side in perfect balance, I would say. Which is why the Cyber Leader in David Banks became so iconic in that era. Never before had Cybermen quite managed to, to navigate that difficult path of not being too robotic as to be uninteresting but not be too human as to be not be sidemen anymore <laughs> i think it's very hard to complain about those sidemen they did last far longer than any other type of sidemen for one thing so clearly they're doing something right and david banks did too despite a couple of deaths <laughs> he died every every story yet he came back for more he loved his punishment he did <laughs> <laughs> And it looked like real money had been spent on this story in general, not just on the new Sidemen, who were clearly a lot sleeker and a lot more designed than previous ones. Okay, their flight suits will look a bit weird now with their ribbing and all their uh, tubes, but they presumably have fluids that need to be pumped around too? Why not? Why Ooh, not? The Cybermen need fluids. Yeah, how else would they throw up milk that got off? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole thing, it, the, the freighter looked quite good, even if it... Objection. ...was in some cases uh, the, uh, the side the studio. Objection. I, I, I have to query the uh, learned defence counsel of quite good. Yes. I'm afraid I, I have to concur. For, the, for the, the most important part of the story, the freighter did not look good. <laughs> However, for the rest of the story, it passed. It was fine. Mm. And not overlit, either. A common problem of old who. And this is also a story which is a bit groundbreaking for its time and the way it's directed. Before, we had the guy who did Andrew Zining. What was his name again? Graham Harper. Graham Harper. Oh, yes, your favourite, the, the Graham Harper. The Graham Harper. Who was famous for not being in the gallery and being down on the studio floor with the actors. Actually, the director of this one did the same. Although, admittedly, he was rather less than popular yeah. <laughs> with, <laughs> with the actors as compared to Graham Harper. Focused is... The the word, yes. Yes, so yes, yes. Peter Grimwade, he was uh, famously uh, hated by the actors, but he got the job done, and done well. Very good. Do we have anything to say on the actors? On the whole, the acting was quite good, but there are certain individuals that can be summed up with a couple of words. For God's sake, get your hand out of your pocket, boy! <laughs> Teenage boy, I'm yeah, afraid so. Dramatic tension equals put hand in pocket. <laughs> and you can't complain about the casting if you've got a cast like this headed by none less than Beryl Reed. <laughs> yes. Who really didn't understand what was going on. Let us remember that. She acted blatantly confused throughout the whole of it. <laughs> Not quite doing a Janeway is the expression. No. <laughs> so strong was the story that get away with that casting, which clearly was not right for the role. <laughs>
I, 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 um, uh, may I approach the bench and, and say I, I feel that they both seem to have missed a very obvious element of this story that that was for and against it in many fans' hearts. Yes. <laughs> oh, the end. The we haven't end. got to the end yet. Yes. Okay then. One really big problem with early Peter Davison: too many characters, too many companions. Four regular people every episode. Wherever they go, these four will go. So they had a problem. Let's get rid of one, and it's brilliantly handled here. The clearly the least popular character had to die, <laughs> yes. but they did it in such a way that they somehow almost redeemed him mm. by having him go out in such a blaze of glory. Even if he was rather pathetic in that final scene. How far away from the console can you stand and still press? the buttons yes yes if they give him a stick he'd be much happier uh, they sh- should have told him that with that console over there would explode and then do it yes, yes you, you think maybe Matthew Wardhouse should have been more used to things exploding in his face <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear young children ask daddy to explain that one to you <laughs> he's definitely into control panels oh yes oh yes yes but also it's marked a departure from earlier Doctor Who it's been a very long time up to this point since we last had a companion die and Doctor Who in that in the meantime had become too safe particularly towards the end of Tom Baker's time just before J&T took over it becomes something of a farce and here we're really stamping down the fact that this is now a grittier show a show for the modern age as it was then a show where anybody could die the stakes were real I think however that was the thin end of the wedge because later on we have more of Eric Saywood's mm-hmm. brutally hacking his way through the cast list. Oh, admittedly, uh, admittedly, most of them were uh, just guest cast for that uh, particular episode, but it was hack and slash in the most vicious and derivative way you can possibly get. The thin end of the wedge. Perhaps, perhaps they took it too far, but in this instance, I think it was perfectly dealt with. And after all, the Doctor... As we know, his constant companion is death. And far too often in the past, it has swept under the rug. Everybody else died, but the companion's always safe. Here, things were different. Yes. Anything more to say from the prosecution? Mm. No, nope, I nope. think the prosecution rests. That, we that we stand by what we have said. Yes. The hair, the production assistants, hands in your pockets. What more needs to be said? <laughs> then I shall pass sentence. I've listened to both sides. And I have to say that uh, bringing up Janet Fielding's hair may be one of the weakest prosecutions <laughs> I have ever heard. We do know that it, by the time of visitation, her hair was falling out through uh, over dyeing and curling, bleaching. So uh, we'll discard that. But it does go to show the length that the production crew went to to keep this story secret. The lockdowns on the set, the uh, two big revelations of the story, the Cybermen and the death of Adric, were kept from the tabloids Mm. in a time when let's face it it was John Nathan Turner who would (laughs) scream from the roof any time he wanted to change the shape of the TARDIS Beryl Reed just about scrapes through brave girl just about (laughs) about as far as Adric just about scrapes through (laughs) and I think I have to say Earthshock is a classic it is revered as you say a fantastic director the lighting is down and it stands out just as something great from that first series in a time when the, the whole of the Davison era was basically playing safe with a, a more not blander but definitely toned down portrayal of the doctor Earthshock is a classic made me choke on my sausage what <laughs> <laughs> the first time first time Earthshock Watching the first episode, eating my dinner, last scene, Simon. 
<laughs> you just should have spoke to Matthew Wardhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Let us cover the Davison era now that I've just slated it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Davison era was more of a knee-jerk reaction to the Tom Baker era because Tom Baker was character was very certainly towards the end was very much in charge mm. very much the leader very much he felt safe in his hands mm-hmm. whereas davison as uh you've mentioned on many a time adam is mm-hmm. more of a, a vulnerable more inclined to get things wrong yes more inclined to how can i put it get carried away on a subject with enthusiasm mm. run off and follow it and virtually ignore everything else yeah well there's several stories in his run where things end up quite badly yeah yeah shock being one clearly yeah Dies, everybody dies. Resurrection. Uh, resurrection. No, I know people don't like it, but Warriors of the Deep yeah. and ultimately yeah. Caves of Androzani. Yeah. He's a victim in uh, possibly all those stories yeah. at yeah. some mm. point, yeah. yeah. But it was. It definitely feels like a sort of reboot, switching from Tom Baker to Peter Davison. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. that Tom Baker's last series was, in fact, a reboot and a rebranding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Davison's era, it's a complete change, uh, complete extremes, like we've got now from Matt Smith to Peter Capaldi. Yeah. We had a very gaunt, older, in-control Tom Baker without being the Tom Baker show to someone who had become a bit of a victim and fresh-faced. But also, harking back to something that has been addressed with Max Smith, where Davison, he played it old. He did. Hmm? What? Sorry? What did you say? You know, the not quite hearing... The glasses. The half-moon spectacles. Yeah, slightly uh, short in my left eye in this one. Yeah, a bit like Max Smith. If in your time, the youngest Doctor ever, as they both weren't in their times, you have to play it older just as a a reaction to to that. Yeah, to reassure people that, to a certain extent, it is the same character. It's and the there same. was quite a bit of hoo-ha about the how young yeah. Peter Davison yeah. was when he yeah. took the part, yeah. the same way there was about um, Max Smith. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also the fact that he he was going straight from virtually all creatures great well, and small. I he think did it most side by side. Didn't yeah, he? I yeah. think yeah. he was uh, Davison was the world, the most well-known Doctor before the role. Certainly, uh, for bit with BBC yeah. prime time viewers yeah. at, at that time. At that time, I mean, I. I can't remember the reaction to William Hart. No, I can't remember the reaction well, to... There, were, uh, there wouldn't have been any reaction to exactly, William Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but but P, uh, Patrick Troughton... I think also with... Um, Pertwee, I th- sorry, Pertwee, sorry. I think, was more known for voiceover for and radio, radio work rather yeah. than his face. Yeah, absolutely. Comedy. Character bit parts yeah, and yeah. carry on and things like that. I have to say, I've heard, and I didn't experience this because I was too young to realise it, but I've heard that Peter Davison brought in more female fans. He did. Uh, fake Keith can testify to oh, that. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Homegrown. Yeah. Yes. So, so we had that the, the first time, time opening up. Yes. Yeah. Now that they're related. Because <laughs> we can certainly say Colin Baker wouldn't have done that with the throttling scene. No. 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 At the time, I can't say I had any problems with Davison's portrayal. I, I enjoyed it. I didn't immediately sit down and think, oh, no, this isn't the Doctor, this is whoever. Mm. So it clicked and it worked for me yeah. at the time. And funny enough, I wasn't comfortable with Davison's stories, but it wasn't Davison that I wasn't comfortable with. I hated that trick yeah. Yeah. with yeah. a passion. Yeah. And the stories he wasn't in very much, and then once he left... 
I really thoroughly enjoyed them. And even now, because I did um, a Davidson binge yeah. not so long ago, I still sat there and went, oh, God, this would be so much better without that character. He, he just, he was a lemon at the party kind yeah. of style. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to the lad. He, he looked like he was out of his depth a lot of times. His acting wasn't up to scratch to the, to the rest of the cast around him. And also, he wasn't written for that well. No. He, he, no. he was coming across as a bit of a whiny little yeah, brat. So, I Particularly think, in the I'm Davison, not going to yeah. but I don't want to be here and everyone hates me. And, yeah. and it, it was too yeah. self-centred. He, he would jump from underacting to overacting. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that was the problem there. How did you get on with uh, Janet Fielding? Oh, I, I like Janet Fielding. A bit more aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> I never liked Tegan myself, but... Yeah. The- problem with that era is there are so many companions and they all one note really. yeah. Mm. yeah Tegan is the stroppy one this is the the, the quiet brainy one yeah. Adric's the irritating one and they didn't really get outside no. of that no. No. Except at about all. the only time they actually got outside it was perhaps their first episode and their last episode yeah. Yeah. or the rest of the time yeah. they're, they're it got a bit better towards one. the end of the run I think certainly the beginning of uh, Turlo he was much better handled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Perry was okay obviously she only had one story with, with uh, Davison and, but then she became rather one note yeah, absolutely. In the, in the Colin Baker time. I mean, I must admit, um, the only time they've handled three characters, three assistants, well, has been the Hartley. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, but that was because of their roles within that dynamic. Yeah. Very different. I think yeah. two assistants now is the most that, that can be written for comfortably with the Doctor. And even then, you sometimes yeah. end up with another lead character within the particular episode, which means you have to lose an assistant somewhere. Yeah. They have to get Locked up, yeah. locked in a TARDIS, get locked. You know, you've got to. Or in more of his case, killed off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or in Tegan's case, with Turlo stuck under the floor panel. Yeah. 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 So it, it is awkward, I think, once you have more than two two assistants. Yeah. On what do you do with them? What do you give them to do? And mm. especially when you've got an active or dynamic doctor. Mm. With the original, Ian played the, the, the male the active lead. Role, yeah, the he, male he, was, lead. he was the male lead, yeah. Susan looked after grandfather stroke, got the ankle twisted, got into the sticks for them to go and rescue and that kind of stuff. Mm. And as the actors have got younger, that's more difficult to yeah. have that dynamics because the doctor is going to get the lead role. He's going to be one into bound They, they have feet, to yeah. because it is his programme yeah. now. I think one thing we can say about the Davison era is that it went off, uh, went out with a bang. Oh, oh yes. yeah. With yeah, Androzani, oh, yeah. the, the Daleks finally coming back. Even Frontius had its good part. Parts, particularly for Davison's characterization, mm. there was the some, half moon specs. The half out. moon specs are some wonderful lines. A doctor think of something. Oh, I am lots of things. Nothing that fits the gravity of the yeah. situation. And uh, an unstable yeah. power source in his hand. Hmm. What do you think would happen if I stuck a current through yeah, this? Yeah. Excitation. You see? Yeah. He's the first doctor since Troughton who really took it as an acting role. Yes. Yeah. Pertwee yeah, oh, yeah. and Tom Baker both really played themselves. Oh, yeah. Def- yeah, definitely uh, Baker. Definitely yeah. played himself. You, that comes across when you watch Ark of Infinity. Yeah. Because yeah. he's got the, uh, for part of it, he's playing the two roles, is yeah. him and, and yeah. the Omega, uh, Omega. him. That's yeah. it. You, <laughs> that sounds funny to say you can see him acting. You can't see him acting, but you yeah. can see him acting compared to the yeah. You've got yeah. two yeah. different, yeah. Yeah, as you said, he was an acting role for him. Uh, that was true of Troughton as well. Yes. I'm not sure about Hartnell so much. Hartnell I, I was, get the... because Hartnell was a lot younger than he was... My, uh, people forget this, and it's yeah. annoying yeah. a bit with he... Peter Capaldi. And them, so Hartnell didn't actually what? look that old yeah. for 
unreal. That was called I mean, makeup, also, and he acted. I think. I think it is with. He did get ill. He went along. I think it is with Hartnell because certainly the uh, Abbot of Ambrose. Yes, that's true. I mean, you have the well-known Billy Fluff. So he doesn't understand. He's slipping up. But when he played the Abbot of Ambrose, it's straight down the line. Word perfect. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, because people, even now, people who worked with him did attribute that to uh, to his illness. Yeah, yeah. So how did he do that without being affected? Yeah. Know. Whereas when he's playing the Doctor, especially now when you look at it, you, you can pick up moments where he's sort of winging it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. quite understand what he's saying. Yeah. And, yes. But, I mean, even Patrick Troughton did that. He didn't quite learn the words. He substituted words. Yeah. So, Jump yes. up the rope on his console. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. yeah. But no, I think all in all, Davison was an interesting, yeah, interesting cast. And like all eras, there's some really good stories, some blindingly <laughs> bad stories, and there's some mediocre ones. Yeah. But yeah. He got his fair share of all. Yeah, yeah. Oh, certainly. Yeah. And it was a time before the excesses of the 80s, yes. before the, uh, the terrible costumes and etc., yeah. etc., et which we had in particularly in the Colin Baker era. He, yes. was, he was served well by J&T, unlike Colin and Sylvester, who were not well served uh, uh, by yes. J&T. Yeah. Again, it was when J and T was settling in, so more to a certain extent. So it's the beginning of his era where everything's going sweetness and light. I'm not sure about that thing about having it on during weekdays, but (laughs) yes, yes, unfortunately. But apparently they were sort of testing the ground for uh, soap to be on twice a week, a BBC soap that obviously went on to be EastEnders. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Even tried some of the cast members out in uh, Resurrection of the Daleks. (laughs) Mm. In the absence of Crumbly, he is with us in virtual and has left us a 30-second recommendation. Take it away, Crumbly. Hello, everyone. It's uh, Crumbly here again. Yeah, sorry I'm not here for tonight's uh, podcast recording, but um, Slacker. it's that time of year <laughs> when sort of holiday sort of um, encroaches very much upon my time. Unacceptable. So here's another one of my infamous 30-second recommendations. Anyway, my 30-second re- recommendation is the TV series Reboot. Made between 1995 and 2001, it is a computer-animated series set in the computer world of Mainframe. It follows the adventures of Doc Matrix, her brother Enzo, and the system guardian Bob. They protect the system from the sinister video games that the user sends down, and also the dire machinations of the virus Megabyte and his deranged sister Hexadecimal. Even though the animation looks somewhat quaint by today's standards, Reboot served as a landmark in bringing CGI to a regular TV series, especially with its characters Clarion Caller to Mend and defend. That was 35 seconds. Penalise him. Well, there was a few seconds of that. Hello, good evening, and welcome. I I have never seen that series. I've only ever seen clips. I've seen a couple. I've seen a couple. I think there's uh, a couple of full episodes in sort of like 10 minute bites on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, Mend and defend. These are plumbers, perhaps? (laughs) No, there's the the various computer sprites. Oh, okay. And they work in the mainframe computer. Yeah. Inside the computer. And it also does quite a few pastiches on various other episodes. I mean, there's a couple yes. of Star Trek episodes out there. Oh, I like it already. There's a, there's a Wacky Races episode. <gasps> so they all do various bits as in Penelope Pitstop and Dick Dastardly. Oh, yeah. help me, help me. Yeah. I'll have, I'll yeah. have to uh, have a look. Yeah, totally pass me by that one. It's hard to get on DVD. There's an American DVD box set, but nothing in Europe. Oh, right. Unfortunately. No, Adam, Andy's gone on about that quite a few times. So out of interest, I uh, watched it under his recommendation. And yeah, has the done seal of approval. Mm.
dear listener, there is a reason why we sound so full of the joys of summer. Why <laughs> we're so alive. Why we're so blooming knackered and half asleep. Yes. Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> we took Scott on his first Doctor Who road trip yesterday. He almost and, imploded. Yes, we thought he was actually going to explode a few times. We went to Cardiff. Ah, Cardiff, land of my fathers, where men are real men and sheep are nervous. Sunny Cardiff. Do you mind? <laughs> we, we went to Cardiff in the rain and thankfully it was nice and bright there and we went to the Doctor Who exhibition. Yes, experience. Experience, yes. We went on the guided Doctor Who tour around Cardiff Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And... Visiting many of the locations. Drum roll. Wait for it. Many of you are going to hate us for this. We were the penultimate tour around the actual set of the TARDIS yeah. console oh, yes. room. Yeah. Rock Studios. We That's got it. there before Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Has. Yes. They wouldn't let me fiddle with the knobs, though. <laughs> Neither would Peter Capaldi. <laughs> so we left Crawley in the persistent rain. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Rain, yeah. All the way down. The entire way. Yep. Yeah. And arrived in sunny Cardiff. It was Indeed. like it was like it's a different world. So we went over the border and suddenly, blue skies! Yeah. We entered Wales and were greeted with home base, McDonald's, (laughs) Frankie and Benny's, (laughs) carpet ride. And Eddie's diner. Yes. I think I I must make an observation at this point. El Presidente did Mm -hmm. actually suffer from a small crisis. Yes, he sat in a crisis chair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He sat in... In the booth, actually in the spot. The very seat. The very seat that Miss Gillen, one Amy Pond, sat in during the filming. Yeah. It was quite a sight to behold. We almost couldn't get him to leave, could we? No, no, it was difficult. They've painted in Eddie's Diner the door that goes onto the staff area. They've now actually painted as a blue police box and illuminated at the top public call box because they realise so many people Uh, pop into it and they've got a couple of pictures. It's not overly obvious no. who we fired because it is a 1950s. It's, it's, a, it's a 1940s, 1950s American theme diner. And so, so the last thing you expect to see there is a blue police box right at the end. And the proprietor made sure that we had our bendy straw. Oh, yeah, he got more fizz. Special, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, special straw. Extra fizz Extra for our milkshakes. Not yeah. always a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think he tweaked we were there for more than just the food. Yes. yes. Well, we did yes. go there twice in one day for both lunch yeah, and for we, dinner. Yeah, we we yes. went there for lunch when we first arrived, and then after we did the whole tour, it was around about six, six or seven o'clock. Yeah. So we uh, had decided to have uh, tea. We tea were there. exhausted. We were on our feet practically for four hours, oh, yeah. going from place Walking. to place as quick as possible. Yeah. Mm. So, so we, we needed. We acquired a fellow podcaster. Oh yes, Tim. 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 Oh, yes. yes. Plug, plug. Go on, Tim's. Uh... Tim's take on. Yeah. Yes. 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 And you will have. Us, I think. Yes. yes. You might have a little cameo from I one of Yes. yes. And uh, we wanted to the Doctor Who experience. Oh, yes. yes. For us, it's the first time we've been to the Cardiff one. It's the first time the Cardiff one. Third time I think we've been to the experience yeah. overall. First time I'd been to one ever. Yeah. <laughs> My fourth time, I think. Ah. I, guess I went an extra time. Yes, you, you went experience on the... whole yeah. 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 You went on, on, on one of the open days, the three days, didn't you? Or a guided day, I think. Uh, when it first opened in Earl's Court. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. Way back. And we got to interview a load of writers. Yes. Like, they yeah. had Myself. They had changed the um, opening bit slightly. The interactative from part? The interactive part. Yeah. The interactive and inverted yeah, it's, it's minorly tweaked. 
correct. Yeah, because the console rooms have changed between originally and now, and that's reflected it's in It's still there. the Pond era console. console yes. I, I noticed at the beginning with the project, projection of the clip show that there was a rather annoying mark that oh, uh, yeah. got, just annoyed me more and more that it was there. It was like a, a hair getting trapped on a film camera. It cracked. Uh, yeah, the screen, and then yeah. the whole thing formed into Amy's crack, yeah. no pun oh, intended, yeah. <laughs> and uh, opened quite wide. Did and you have this little squirrel beside me? Yeah. <laughs> Did you have to say, that, oh, yes, in such a way and such a voice? <laughs> and then, then we stepped through Amy's crack and uh, <laughs> met some Daleks. I don't yeah, know what she was doing keeping him in there. Yeah, but... yeah, oh, was... the Daleks were fun, because where I was standing, I was right beside the white controller Dalek, yeah. the Teletubby Dalek. And beside me, there was a husband and wife, and they're probably about, I would say, seven or eight-year-old daughter, and they're about four or five-year-old son, who was absolutely <laughs> terrifying. Good. <laughs> he was hanging on to his father, he had his head buried into his neck, and he was not looking, and he was slightly, except for when of course the doctor came on, because it was safe, because he'd stick his yeah. head around oh, and yeah. when the doctor was on, yeah. and as soon as the Daleks went off, and I whispered to him, said, nice to know they're terrifying now <laughs> yeah. as they ever were. He, yeah. he, he needed to see Matt Smith at that point, he was leaning right over the rails, trying yes. to get a view of him, he, he felt safe. And there was a few squirrels <laughs> as we went through where the um, angels were, but I think there were squirrels of delight from a few animals. Yeah. yeah. A few yeah. light tricks to make you jump is very good. And then, of course, we went on to Matt Smith's original TARDIS set. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a cut-down version. It's, it's a mock-up version. Yeah. yeah. No layers, no see-through floor. No. That's what disappoints you most of all, this isn't is it? Yeah. The see-through yeah. floor. But I did get to pilot the TARDIS yes, at one yeah, point. Yes, so, yeah. I noticed you throwing children out of the way <laughs> yeah. until you get to the lever. Well, exactly. Yeah, you have to do these things, you know. Yeah. I'm glad to see the Daleks in the interactive bit have been repainted not yeah. the white because the white not the white changed. white's yeah. always but white the, uh, but there's now a blue and a red one I think there were two red balls uh, yeah. both red yeah. yeah but now one is blue and one is red and they're so the it's more colour it's more yeah. maroon than red yeah. isn't it yeah. variety metallic and, and metallic blue as well not quite so primary blue yeah, yeah. yeah. and sort of redesigned uh, <clears throat> bottoms as it were <laughs> yeah they, they, they look better they look better they sounded the very job. angry with us didn't yeah. they <laughs> us yep. shoppers yes 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 the 3D element at the end is the same as it was originally basically the same as yes, it was. Yeah. Um, At one point, the Dalek was going to slap me around the face <laughs> with his sucker. It is. It's the same, I do have to point out again, it's one of the best 3Ds I've seen, but that's that's the frame of the film, isn't it? Uh, yeah. High quality. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But yes, it's a bit different. They are clearly get, have got a year to replace that with something. Oh, so yeah. Keep Matt Smith after. That, no, that would seem a little bit... Well, iffy. that's going to be interesting because obviously this one's based around the Pandorica. Matt yeah. Smith it's pretty out of date. 2010. The, well, it wasn't the original Pandorica because it was the spare Pandoricus they yeah, caught pa- him in that one um, still talk of Amy and Rory though but yeah mm. um, but it's going to be interesting if they're going to keep that or if they're going to use Peter Capaldi what they're going to well they'd need to do for that you need a little framework store I think it's possible you could just remotely use the Pandorica still but yeah. yes. maybe, maybe yeah but or it could be something yeah, but they like have, he's but trapped in some part of another part of space and yeah, he needs people to help him get him they, out they would have to I think they may have to rebuild the TARDIS set or redo the, the set yeah. so certainly refilm it they'd have to close it for a couple of months to do that yeah it depends if they built it off site and then built it in maybe but once we we got out of the experience we went into the actual exhibit yes Yes. new costumes because there's a lot from the new last season snowmen and snowmen and most of it and and some good old favourites like the Zorbaloff Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zorbi's still there. And original Cybermen and yeah. uh, the giant robot. What? The giant robot, yeah, it was the giant robot still there. What got me 
is I can't remember what it was originally, but they've got the master's costume from the movie. Yeah, he always movie. dresses for yes. the occasion. Yeah, I mean, I think it was two Time Lords and uh, uh, the Lord President last time. Mm. Oh, okay. So they, they were downstairs. Things. Yeah, it's now on two levels, unlike yes. the old London one. They were saying it'd be a bigger area. Uh, maybe it is. It doesn't feel much bigger. No. Than no. That. Well, so. it, yeah, maybe it is a big area, but they have actually got bigger sets because you had the whole of the silence time machine yeah you had True. The si- another TARDIS yeah. and uh, an adventure in space and time yeah. the first Doctor and the yeah. and they had Idris McCoy. and yeah. the you can't call it a TARDIS the junk TARDIS the, the, well, yeah. it's more actually just a control panel with a yeah. wall it's basically a console <laughs> yeah, so that, you've got Hartnell the, the Hartnell's console the silence silence console you've got McCoy's console it Tenant's was, console Tom's, Tenant's was Tom's there? yeah Tom, one of Tom's ones was there well it was it was more shown as a, a Colin Baker one yeah. yeah but it did have his scarf there yeah it yeah. did yes that's right yeah, so you've got about four or five consoles in there and you had mm. about three or four TARDISes yeah oh and yeah one little me running from each one going <laughs> oh my god yeah, every now it was great every now and again you could hear <laughs> in the, in the end, uh, everyone just sort of let me run off, do just, my own yeah, thing, and then yeah. checked on me every now and Kept again. Back, oh, he's sure still okay. Yeah. He hasn't knocked himself out. Mm-hmm. Uh, occasionally, take a picture of me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They've yeah still there will got, be pictures. They have still got pictures. the walk like a side man or walk oh, like yes. a, uh, a skeleton. Sca- it's not scarecrow right. there. Yeah, you can also have your picture taken via a CSO backdrop. Yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. green screen. Yeah. Green screen yeah. I think they've yeah, added a few more pictures to that one because it just used to be the exterior of the TARDIS in space or the console room yeah. now you've got a few it landing on a few planets so you've got a few more choices yeah does but, have the Pandorica chair there I didn't see that no, I didn't see that no because you could sit in the Pandorica chair and they'd put you in the Pandorica I do yeah. like the way some of them some of them are just the costumes so like Robot you've just got the costume bow you've just got the face of bow then other ones with the snowman one they've actually done a little tableau yeah, so you've got different yeah. characters and the snow, snow globe. globe or the silver Cybermen one oh, uh, Nightmare and Silver Nightmare and Silver oh, yeah. you've got the Cyberman there but you've also got the, the chess, chess game and that yeah. kind of yeah. stuff so they're tying bits in yeah. rather than just having totally static costumes I think, yeah. a mi- a nice I think yeah I think if it's still open in the future because I don't know how long it's going to last five years at least another couple of years to go a couple of years so they'll probably move those down and add more tableaus and in comparison to my experience I'd been to the Museum of Moving Image when I was about 11 or 12 and that was just one room so you can imagine what I was like (laughs) on multi-levels with all these pops new and old you seem to have the console floor and then there was uh, the costumed floor and Mm. a variety of police boxes oh god yeah too many to list just check out the photos it was amazing so we like all good museums we left by the little shop yes, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's got to have a little where, shop where, where we little spent shop. money and then we met up with a lovely lady called Nicola Nicola yeah who did her Thumbs best up to Nikki to take oh, yeah. us on a tour around Cardiff and fight against the noise that was being produced by the rap for the break dancing competition <laughs> the circus music etc coming from the carousels the marketplace the marketplace the poor lass had to 
she, she, she beach huts. She did it very well. She managed to get maximum amount of information across in minimum amount of time. But yes, she did have travel poor lads. She even had to contend with uh, an eight-year-old boy that uh, I knew so, a yeah. few things that yes. she didn't. Yes, yeah. we, we had an eight-year-old lad. He's actually no, he's going up to secondary school. Secondary next school. Year, so really sorry, 10. I do apologise. Um, and he is a well, he's a walking master. <laughs> he is. He, this boy is a so Doctor he Who genius. Latched himself onto her. Mum was quite happy. I, I had. I stayed with Mum, who had no clue what was going yeah, on. Yeah, poor Mum was completely language. lost. My, my favourite line towards the end, when he was buying his ice cream, he said, "Oh, I've got a, a TARDIS in my back garden." He said, "It's not full size, <laughs> and I haven't got the interior yet." <laughs> and I was so, like, oh, "Okay." So, so he's either going to be on Mastermind or in about twenty years' time, the next producer. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I, I, miss him too much. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, I will tell you something that I forgot, but I went um, to buy. A, a couple of bottles of water yes yes uh, and uh, at the time uh, there wasn't any queue and there were two ladies on the counter and one large guy that towered over me he was incredibly <laughs> tall and I, I was quite intimidated by his butchness he asked me if he could help me and before I had a chance to answer this giant wasp which we both spotted <laughs> hovered in front of his face and this butch bloke went oh my god it's in front of my face it's a wasp can you get away <laughs> and um, I'm quite phobic with wasps. I'm okay with other flying things, but wasps I cannot stand because right. there's just no reasoning with a wasp. And I had to pick up a menu and sort it away Whoa. from him. <laughs> and I'm the customer. But he did recover, but he was frozen to the spot. He couldn't even think to walk away from it. He was your, just petrified. Your hero moment. I had my hero moment. Free drink. The no. unicorn and the wasp. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. No free drink. I think he was too uh, t- terrified ah. to think straight. Reward. But yes... After that, we uh, yeah. we went on a little tour of Cardiff yes. Bay. Yes, we we went around lots of locations, yeah. places where River Song throws herself off of the high rise building in America. Yeah, yeah. three floors up. The, of the, the streets of New York. Yes, yeah. yes, it's the, um, to be the, the uh, Little London, Little London. Yeah, yeah. apparently yes, where she's standing there, going, and of course we make it look like London by throwing rubbish bags out in the street. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. my lips going. <laughs> Um, so truly. Uh, the, oh. Oh, the police station. Yeah, from the from eight, uh, Blink. Blink, Blink yeah. 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 Um and it was it was quite interesting seeing yeah. the different sites. Um that was probably about a good well. It was at least out. sort of eighty minutes or yeah. so. Yeah. A lot, lot of yumping round, but it yeah. was worth yeah. it. In the um, sun. In the yeah. sun, yes. Yeah. And then we went back to the exhibition, just enough time to grab an ice cream, a drink and a refresh break. Get intimidated by a wasp. Get yep. intimidated <laughs> by a wasp. Save the staff. Queue up to get out past to get us into the, the film studio. Now, I have to say at this point, because I didn't know the itinerary for the whole day, and right. I had no idea that we were going to be going where we were about to go. <laughs> to a lockdown set. I mean, I oh, was yeah. impressed by the fact that they were shooting Casualty in Holby City, but not at one point yes. did I know what was about to happen. The, the oh. I have to say, and it was an impressive-looking corridor, the yellow brick road. As as it, as it, apparently, it was highlighted yellow on the plans so because it was yellow on the plans they've called it the yellow brick road and it's stuck it's a covered walkway between two two sets of studios two sets of studio and the cat- catering and whatever we actually walked past one studio that had aliens and wizards yeah signed oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. before we got to so the, the, no strictly no photography, photography at that part yeah. yeah so we yeah. go into this room 
Studio 4. I, I, that smells of wood. I, I just have to say, yep. it's before we went in there, they have this high security gate thing, which you swipe, your, she swiped her card by, and the gates open by themselves. So, Mini Jurassic Park. Park. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Also, this corridor is a, cor- a corridor that genuinely trails off into the distance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It needs it. to be used in Doctor Who. It needs to be yeah. you, you expect Roundels. A, or even a Dalek to come yeah. trundling yeah, down the end. It's empty as a Sunday. Yeah. yeah. But I imagine during weekdays, that is just packed. People coming and going down. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, as, as, as I was looking on the left-hand side was all studios. On the right-hand side, we had makeup, props, yeah. Uh, yeah. prop construction, canteen. Yeah. 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 No, but this is a corridor that's crying out to be run down. Oh, yeah. It yeah. is. They wouldn't let us. Yeah. yeah. It'd be a real problem. So we get led into this studio that has some hodgepodge of different chairs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How can I... They're TARDIS chairs dragged from various different eras, different times, yeah. different, different stars. Uh, stars. Charity shops. Yeah. 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 And there's this big round wood construction. Yes. Ooh, it's absolutely yes. huge. Yes. But it's just yeah. a kind of like round ball. And the only giveaway is that about two floors up on this outjutting section is a blue door yeah. Yeah. with police box. Other than that, it's just a wooden exterior yeah. round. They wooden put globe. a Cyberman, uh, yeah. sorry, they put a Dalek and an angel. We were led up the stairs mm-hmm. to the TARDIS store. Yes. And yeah. at this point, I realised what was about to happen. <laughs> and I just stood there with my camera frozen and went, no way. <laughs> <laughs> no, surely not. Yep. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So yeah. she opens the TARDIS doors for us and literally they open on to the console. Yeah, do. quite That's literally. Incredible, isn't it? Up to this point, the five of us and the three other oh. people that were with us had yep. all been quite bubbly yeah, and chattering chattering away oh, we yes. walk into this TARDIS the console room and the nearest I can say is reverential <laughs> silence yeah. yes this, yeah. this was worse than walking into a library being at a funeral church this was yeah. pure silence any time we've spoken there's hardly ever it just in a hushed tone yeah. <laughs> oh yeah she's yeah. going do you have any questions <laughs> no no I, I could only think of one which was how do you dub the uh, yeah. sound of the wooden floor while he's dumb, jumping up <laughs> and down how do you dub this bang 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 well we don't jump on it we have special shoes and we teach the actors to walk on it and there's a bit of post dubbing so I'm going to re-watch series 7B and uh, I'm going to be listening out for those footsteps I think what they do is they put a slight metallic yeah. Yes. Yeah. over yeah. the top they did in Stones of Blood I believe yeah. as well but it was absolutely gorgeous you can oh, see beautiful. how it's on it's almost on three layers you've got the control so if you imagine we've now gone on the middle layer so yeah. we're the layer where the actual control panel Consoles. is yeah. Consoles. Yeah. So we're the cream and strawberry jam of you've got yeah. a floor slightly up where you see the blue roundels and all that lovely new bits and pieces there's actually quite a large balcony, balcony. there which is where they put the cameras to film well, as, down into the console as she was saying the all the walls pull away so they can they can virtually deconstruct it so you just have the console there so it can be shot at from any yeah. angle yeah but, but if the doctor needs to run around yeah it's they full 360 film in it because it's a 360 set yeah. it's it completely is. 360 you've even got the, kind of the first one ever yeah. Yeah. yeah the dome 
ceiling where you've got the roundels and yeah. everything in the ceiling. We weren't allowed to touch anything. No! No! <laughs> it's so close! We, we were allowed to touch the handrails as we walked down yes. the stairs for health and safety. And then we come down the stairs to the underneath where you've got... The, 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 the attic? The, the fez box. Yeah. The fez box. And all the, the yeah. gubbins and guts hanging yeah. out the bottom. All the way, right so the you console. can film under there. And the really strange thing is it looks smaller on the inside. It, it, it does. It looks small, but when we looked at our photographs yeah. afterwards, it looks very big. Yeah. So it's, somehow like, well, the perspective changes when you film it. Yeah, it, it's a very small set. Right. Really, really, considering how, usually you can only see two people in there. Yeah. And there was nine of us, including the, yeah. the guide. There was nine oh, of us. Yeah. So it true, was a very true. crowded set. But looking at the photographs, they make good use of the space that they shoot in. Yeah. I, yeah, also, I think it feels smaller in there than it yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. also well, nine of us. Sorry, that's yeah, okay. exactly. It, it doesn't. One small part. The, the TARDIS itself doesn't look as metallic as it does on screen, no. but even in our photos, it looked real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're saying how many lights? Three hundred, two hundred at least. Yeah, there's some Christmas lights gone. You've got to check yeah. each one. Yeah, we were in there what probably about fifteen minutes. Yeah, I would say um, yeah. before we got, had to be ushered out. Yeah, dragged, dragged, screaming. Yeah. Could, next time you watch it, look coming. for the claw marks the, in my hand. This is the the main thing about the day. It was four intense oh, hours yeah. Yeah. of go to this bit, go to this bit, go yeah. to this bit. And if we could, we would have stayed at every. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. everyone would have just longer. sat in that control room and just enjoyed. Yeah. The atmosphere yeah. and soaked it in. Yeah. Um, but as we went out, I took a picture on the wall outside. It's just plain wood outside with joystick, and someone's put on the outside TARDIS. So they know what it is. What got me as we're walking out on the door, there's a big button under plastic, and it's TARDIS emergency stop. Yeah, yeah. power isolation. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. that, not power isolation switch, TARDIS emergency stop. stop. <laughs> yeah, that, TARDIS emergency power isolation. Yeah. That panel we saw from the outside that said TARDIS, yeah. I, I sort of thought, well, they must have taken that panel away, and that's where Matt Smith leant through with the reset button. Mm. Could be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Could yeah. be. In Journey yes, to Centre of the so TARDIS. So. That's Could true. Be. Yeah. But we were the penultimate Standard people. Ladder, one, no one more group after us, yeah. and that was it. But apparently the tour guide, who we're mm. hoping never lies, um, advised us that Peter Capaldi hadn't been onto the set yet. Yep, and he that. would be using the same TARDIS console at least initially. Yeah, yes. sure. Yeah, it takes um, so much money and time to build. Yeah, they said they was going to start filming the Christmas episode in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, yeah but so, no other sets were there yet. No, no, it was, it was just just the TARDIS standing set. Yeah, yeah. So they haven't started building sets no. for Christmas yet. Yeah. So if he, they don't have any, here's me flying, a spl- flying the ointment. Mm-hmm. If they haven't fin- started filming the Christmas one yet, mm-hmm. and Peter Capaldi hasn't stood on the console. Yet, but will be. Is he actually regenerating at Christmas, or is he regenerating? Ooh, well, I think see, people are uh, speculating, yeah. but I think mata, mata, it would mata, have to mata. be Christmas. Why? Yeah. There's just too much to be tied no, up. If, if they would, haven't filmed, the beginning filmed of it, Christmas? Peter can take over for the Christmas one. That's not in the can. He could do, but it's too much to tidy up with the eleventh Doctor for it to just. That be is true. It's going to be a, well. An they intense... reckon Moffat reckon he's going to do all of that in the, on the 23rd of November in the 50th anniversary. I one. think it's only going to be tying up time war type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be tying up silence and stuff like. That. We can forget about silence. <laughs> forget <laughs> We're about allowed everywhere. to forget about silence. Yeah. <laughs>
But all in all, oh. an absolutely who-filled wonderful day when a load of 30 and 40-something year olds yeah. reverted to 11 years old. The yeah. most intense four hours of Doctor Who in my life. Yeah, it's the last one for this year because obviously they need the set for filming. But if, if it happens again next year, if you get the chance, go for it. You have to go. If you're a Doctor mm. Who fan, you have to do it. The weirdest thing I thought was it's so quiet. It's oh, yeah. Yes. There was yeah. no hum there. No, 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 no. Yeah. They did have a little bit of music being piped over for the speakers. I think that's because I was playing some videos downstairs. Yeah, it was the video downstairs, <laughs> but that was, that was about it. She was sleeping. Yes, yeah. resting. Yeah. And of course, this was the only TARDIS set in this studio because the old one was still filmed yeah, it's, up, up at Boat. It's still, the, the old one uh, still there. is still there, apparently. Yes, right, but it's, it's there. Uh, yeah. And before we forget, obviously, got to see a lot of Torchwood. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The, Torchwood the, Tower. The, uh, yeah, the Torchwood Tower, apparently, the Apparently, that's what the uh, state agents are calling it. Yes. Because yes. the, the water fountain doesn't actually have a name it's just the cardiff bay water fountain, fountain yeah. yeah so they started it, calling it it's looking as fruity as john oh, barrowman yes, at the moment it's covered so. with strawberries i think it's covered with strawberries last time yeah. we went down so now yeah, is everyone everyone and even in the official paperwork for how far do you want to live away from torchwood tower it's now torchwood yeah. tower <laughs> But an absolutely spiffing day. We yeah, didn't yeah. want to leave. Clean crack at our feet. Yeah. Our dogs are barking. Yeah. <laughs> and we're feeling the effects now. Because yeah, let's that's face it. it. We only got home about 14 hours ago, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a long drive there and a long drive back. Yes, Quick and I sleep. had a kitten attack during the night. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> we weren't sleeping in the same room, everybody. We separate kittens. As that topic wends its way into our memories... The TARDIS screaming up and down. No, Let me press the button. The, 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 calm down, boy. Sorry. <laughs> we have another 30-second recommendation from our absent staggerer, Mr. Crumbley. Welcome back, Crumbley. My 30-second recommendation is the movie Pacific Rim. In the near future, giant monsters called kaijus are emerging from a dimensional portal on the floor of the Pacific Ocean and are laying waste to all the major cities that border the ocean. The only way to fight back is by using giant humanoid fighting machines called Jaegers. Piloted by a telepathically linked human crew, they are humanity's last hope against the kaijus' ever more devastating attacks. This movie is an affectionate nod by director Guillermo del Toro to the mecha and kaiju genres that are so beloved of Japanese science fiction. This movie is also in the same leagues as the movie's Robot Jocks and its sequel, Crash and Burn. So, if you want to see giant robots and monsters go head-to-head in a WWF-style smackdown, this is the movie for you. Anyway, that's me done. I'm going back to the spa. See you all later. Bye. Bubble, bubble, bubble. <laughs> that was 44 seconds. Ooh. He's, Ooh. You know, wow. yeah. Yeah. I never saw it because it looked a bit too much like a um, Transformers film yeah. for me. I'm glad I heard a good review for it, though, because yeah. I, I saw the advert when we went to see Iron Man 3. Yeah. And uh, I was really impressed by it but I wasn't sure if it was just the fact that we were at the cinema and it was loud and it was big and possibly 3D but yeah I'd like to see that yeah. I grew up on Transformers it was quite good it was quite good good I have a quick addendum you won't, oh you won't, don't, we, we've had the addendum I'm sure you can slip it in go I know. on Pardon? apparently this is an associated addendum okay ITV wins channel of the year but apparently Broadchurch which stars some old actor I think we're aware of won the new programme award oh. Yeah. Oh, round of applause. Yes. Impressive work. Yes. Yeah, it's pity the head of Pert we can't revive his career like that. Oh, Ooh. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you're being glared at. Am I? 
I? Oh. It's because we didn't take him to be with the body of Pertwee. No, no he didn't. Not no, this time. No. Shall we no. say hello to I him? Think we we should. Should. Mm. I think we should. I think we should, Hello, head of Pertwee! What about the rest? Nah. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're sulking. Take it as red, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Karen Gillen. No, you don't mention Karen Police Gillen. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> she hasn't quite finished from last time, but... Uh, well, I still want to know what that weevil's doing with the chest of Idris. Don't ask. <laughs> well, it looks like they're both having fun. She's but, definitely smiling. Okay, moving rapidly yes. on. So, uh, you lovely, 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 wonderful people. She's going ultrasonic. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. She's have broke been, the sound barrier. They've been writing and emailing to us. We Thank have, you. So, over to Real Keith. Hi. Hello. I, I've got a letter here from Gordon Jones. Hello, Hello Gordon. Gordon. Hello, El Presidente, Lord Crumble, the Honourable Keith's Real and Fake. Scott Fuller and the best Riddler in history. Ooh. <laughs> Riddle me this. A muttered curse to the atrophied head of Pertwee. <laughs> From the 9th of August to the 11th, I attended Nine Worlds Geek Fest. It's got an, an address here which will probably stick up. Yep. A kick-started convention in London Heathrow set across two hotels across the road from each other. The convention had a wide array of panels aimed at many different groups from Byronies, Whedonists, Gamists, Hoovians, Septics, interested in the paranormal... Septics? Skeptics. Oh, right. (laughs) Skeptics, interested in the paranormal, and even Game of Thrones stunt tutorials. For a first convention, it naturally had its share of problems. Some panels had seats to spare, while some, like the feminists in the work of Josh Whedon panel I went to, were so packed people couldn't enter the room. Mm. There was a problem keeping so many people called and refreshed with large queues in lobby staff plus the first day the atmosphere was a little too nervous and cautious though by the second it had a very much the friendly atmosphere of Gallifrey one with guests like Christopher Barry Paul Cornell Ben Aranovich just walking around the place yeah. those are the type of conventions I like yes mm. yep. Paul Cornell was why I went to the convention having read having read my copy of London Falling on the way over to Gallifrey one and decided I need to it signed and honestly I was not disappointed towards the end of the first night I decided I need a drink and tried cider knowing how much Keith loves it it's a nice tipple as I was walking away with my pint Paul Cornell turned up I said hello finished my pint it was lovely and the next day got my book signed and had a chance to expound my love for his work in the Virgin New Adventures the reason I love the Seventh Doctor era and the Virgin New Adventures so much it's entirely because of how truly magnificent they are it's because I discovered a hero my bitter and twisted soul could believe in I was a talentist if imaginative slob living on pizza and Dalek Coke Diet Coke was no... <laughs> probably about the first time. Yep. That's in Jubilee, darling. Yeah. Coke, isn't it? <laughs> yep, with no future. I am entering my final year in university now because of the books Paul Cornell and Ben Aranovich wrote. Mm-hmm. I even got an A in my fantasy essay for the use of Arthurian mythology in the story Battlefield. So imagine my complete and utter shock and delight when I walked into the dealer's room to discover Andrew Cartmel signing. Mm. Andrew Cartmel, script editor of The Seventh Doctor. He of the mythical master plan. This is is like a reborn Christian bumping into St. Peter. I accidentally, <laughs> I accidentally paid to 
could get three postcards signed instead of one, but it was the same price I paid for a photo of Sylvester McCoy. I got the photo thrown in with such a nice guy. We had a nice chat, and he later recommended me a book to help with script writing. It may have helped that I was dressed like the Seventh Doctor with my question mark umbrella, Panama hat, brown blazer, and question mark collar. Nice. I also got a photo signed by Christopher Barry, whose role as Rimmer in Red Dwarf greatly helped me through my childhood by being hilarious and empathic, but frankly, after having such a great encounter with these two people who have turned my life around, a couple of questions I've got to ask someone from the show I merely love seems insignificant. To be honest, there was only one thing I truly regret about the Nine World Geek Fest, and that is on the last day towards the end of the Chicks Unravel Time Lord panel with someone from the Verity podcast in attendance. Mm-hmm. After we all agreed a female doctor would be wonderful, I suggested it would be good to have a cat doctor. I'm not sure why. I can only presume that being the anti-critic, hearing people justify only having male doctors with a hyperbolic excuse, then we would have a cat in the role. I thought it would be a good progressive idea. I mentioned this only cause to cause hilarity. <sighs> the Nine World Geek Fest is a truly wonderful. I was already bought my tickets for the next year, and I highly encourage you all to go. Mm. Now, on to something less terrific. Supernatural Season 1. Oh, <laughs> Nope, I don't like it. Okay. There are a few episodes near the middle of the show that were truly great, but there was a few that encouraged comparisons to Doctor Who or Torchwood episodes and failed miserably. Mm. The show is childish, overflowing with testosterone, and rarely watchable for the plot. It is frequently discriminatory, focusing on the plight of the white male with any black or female guest stars tending to be either evil, dead, or both. <laughs> if you like Supernatural, though, and find the acting compelling enough to reason to keep watching, then give it a try. Mm. I have recent, recently been watching SF Debris Review. There's a, a link here. Okay. Of everything from Star Trek to Doctor to Who to Howard the Doc to Evangelion. I'm not familiar with that. No, no, I don't know that. And I do apologise if I mispronounced it, which I probably have. Is she a famous tennis player or something? <laughs> <laughs> this man is the most talented and professional internet reviewer I have yet to see, encouraging me to watch Babylon 5 and get the Star Trek box sets. He talks on some pretty big subjects from time to time and is, in my opinion, hilarious. Until next time, Gordon Jones. There you. I shall definitely f- uh, focus down on the SF Debris. And yeah. I shall uh, yeah. definitely find out how to pronounce that word. Yeah. <laughs> I apologise yeah. if I completely mangled that. Okay. We're making it up now. No, we're not. <laughs> we have an emailed letter from Will Lloyd. Oh, hello, hello, Will! Hi, guys. So, Peter Capaldi is the doctor. Yeah. Good choice. <laughs> I haven't seen him in much, but I know him from Doctor and Torchwood. He is a good choice. Yes. So, shut up all you fangirls who are wrong. <laughs> Some of my friends think he's a stupid choice when they haven't even seen him. Why? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I do with it. It's a good choice when we haven't seen him. So. Yeah. At the moment, I'm listening to the Big Finish audio, The Holy Terror. Oh, yes. With the Sixth Doctor and Frobisher. All hail Frobisher. All Ooh, hail the, the Big, big Talking bird. bird. The story is funny, dark interesting and brilliant there is one episode left for me to listen to but by the time this comes out I would have listened to Dust Breeding oh that's a good one we won't tell you anything about that one yeah no keep spoilers no spoilers review next time it isn't as good as Circular Time I strongly recommend this Mm. have you heard spoiler alert spoiler alert (laughs) have you heard that is planning to make the 12th Doctor dark and likeable at first Mm. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Colin 
Moneymaker. <laughs> and then after a year, it was off air. Damned you, Moffat. If you cause the end of new the new series, I will hunt you down. Mm, yeah. Don't worry, Will. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Anyway, rant over. Bye for now, Will. Oh, thank, thank you, you Will. Bye, Will. Will, I recommend Jubilee from Big Finish. Mm. Same P- author. P.S. Oh, it's another P.S. Yes, sir. Keith. Yes. It's a big rat, not a bunny. <laughs> made me laugh a bit. <laughs> it was a bunny. It looked like a bunny. It's got big floppy ears and pointy teeth. So, yes, and nasty. It, it was a big furry blanket, basically. It was a sleeping bag. Stunned man itself. in a big blanket, keeping yeah. warm in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With some comedy teeth stuck on the bottom <laughs> of the chin. Anymore? We have one here from Phil. Hello, Hello Phil. Phil. Good day, staggerers. Think of the band Gene was trying to name was the men that would not be blamed for nothing. That's the one. Oh, well Saw done. them at the steampunk extravaganza in Frome. Froom? Froom, is it? Froome. F-R-O-M-E. Yeah, it's pronounced Froom or Foam depending on where you're from. God, okay. our pronunciation is off today. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea. This is the lack of sleep How they do it, it's like that. Yeah. Back in May, anyway. I can recommend Tom Slatter as well. Yeah. One of their songs that night was the true story of how the Bank of England put the wrong Stevenson on a £5 note. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a picture here of a guy who looks well, steampunker. Yes, one of the loose singers on Oh, okay. The okay. men will not be blamed. Yeah, that's it. Phil. Thank, Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Probably stick that photo up on the show notes. Yeah. If you remember. If you remember. Yeah, to remember. Might need a power nap before we do anything like that. Yeah. So, listeners... If you would like to send us any feedback or your comments, views or anything else, email them to show at staggeringstories.net. Hate mail about us getting on the TARDIS set is all welcome. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. Uh, Okay, for any hate mail we do get from work going on the TARDIS set, I have only one thing to say. No, 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 no. (laughs) So, as we wend our way wearisomely home to go and watch the proms on TV! Oh, yeah. 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 Doctor weekend. This is your Doctor Manifest this this week. We're going to veg out to the proms and recovery (laughs) fetal positions. I would do something flowery like crumbly and, and use all the vocabulary under the sun. Yeah. But given the fact I can just about say two words coherently, <laughs> I think it's more appropriate if I say au revoir. Goodbye. See you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, Number 166, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Gene Riddler, the real Keith Dunn, and Scott Fuller. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and do not necessarily represent those of the other speakers on the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente production for www.staggeringstories.net. is actually contagious you know (laughs) oh no that's it we're off (laughs) not rabbit food is it Chocolate drops. Chocolate drops. Are they for kiddies? Are they for gerbils? Or are they for keithies? They're for keithies. buttons, if I may. I can't remember what I was watching yesterday, but it had Clive Anderson in it. And you it, were watching it's... something yesterday. We got home and went... <laughs> 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 Do you, I didn't go to bed till about one o'clock. Oh, wow.
Yeah, I managed 11 to stay o'clock, up. Like 11.30, whatever time I got back to bed. We managed- got back to Keith's and I was actually quite pleased that everyone had gone to bed and it was dark. I, <laughs> I don't want to be really, really rude and go, hi guys, I know I'm a guest, I know I've got in, but can you all yeah. go to bed please because I want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that the head of Perry would have just got a bit grumpy and overtired yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Let's face yeah, it. Oh, he's terrible. He's not a young man. <laughs> no. Although, it would have been interesting to hold the head of Pertwee up to the body of Pertwee that was at the yeah, exhibition. Yeah, we did try it, didn't we? did we? try it once last time. I don't know how the photo came out. Was, was that when security <laughs> intervened? Yeah. 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 You can't reattach that head. It's far well, too late. I uh, regret we didn't get a photo of us all around the concert. We never thought of it. It's such no. a weird... And also... that set was so weird. Because <laughs> of uh, being the interactive part, we couldn't have our photo taken with the first Matt Smith console. No. Mm. I like the way you ushered me, Gene, to... Come on, grab the knob. <laughs> I, I was just waiting there because there were so many kids in there, yeah. and I just thought you always you always have to let. They were just standing there. Like, I, I could see a couple of little boys right onto the right yeah, of me, and I was thinking I can see round. they want to come round, but they didn't. So, yeah. so I grabbed hold of it, don't piloted actually, the TARDIS. Doesn't actually do anything, as far as I can tell. It doesn't change no, the, uh, doesn't. the, oh, the don't video. Don't spoil it for so, me. So, <sighs> when I upload them, sometime. Today, that might take a while. Yes, <laughs> I'll put the the ones of you onto your Facebook page. Oh, as well. Me weeping, <laughs> weeping and squeeing. How's the tea, vicar? Uh, just going. I've got to drop me trousers if you're going to be a vicar. Oh, <laughs> it's the usual farce. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Someone's got running around with their trousers in their hand. And... I wondered why religion was popular. Did you photograph them? No, these are Tim's. Ah, oh, I haven't. I, I haven't had a look at Tim's actually. The guy works quick, doesn't he? He does. He does. I have to say, he's. I took four hundred and thirty-three. Sorry, Tim. I, I might be nicking a couple of these pictures for memory's sake. They're just brilliant. Oh God, yeah. And uh, w- once Jean has uploaded them, uh, look out for me and a Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> Won't tell you what we're doing. <laughs> Ah, oh, my muff had fallen down again. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I gave up in the end, as you can tell. Because <laughs> I stopped us all to have a cup of tea. Well, it, it, it's the civilised thing to do. Guided Dr. Hoof. Dr. Hoof. Dr. French. Dr. French on us again. Yes, yes. We went on the Guided Dr. Hoof. Are you working on false teeth in for a horse? Isn't he from Buck Rogers? Yeah. Yes, and... We have another 30 reckons... We have another 30 second... We have... 30 second recommendation. Also, we need to do something. Uh-oh. Over your shoulder. It's not dandruff, surely. Oh, no. Beyond the shoulder. Beyond the shoulder. Oh, God. That sounds like a TV anthology show. Beyond! The shoulder. Do it in the style of Brian Blessed. You have been listening to Brom Brom's Havaluva. Grouse. Bit of mind warp there. No, we should do a proper. Okay. <laughs> a proper. Say, say, right. No one no, likes it when something's <laughs> cut like that inappropriately. <laughs>